Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Good morning, my friends. I know I left you on a little cliffhanger there yesterday, but this is going to be the disputes, uh, the the, the disputes uh, episode part two here. Uh, I know I talked about what happens when players or agents or coaches or clubs have a dispute and they potentially want to go in a different direction. Uh, and today we're going to kind of get into the actual logistics process of what happens next and how you file that claim and things of that nature. So. What happens when there's a dispute? What happens when a player, club, or agent does something they shouldn't do? What happens when the other party or parties want to hold them accountable? Well, obviously that depends on the case and case by case, but I will go over a few paths and and the structure that's currently in place today, uh, just so you can kind of get a better idea of what happens behind the curtains, because obviously sometimes you can read a headline that says, uh, you know, player X uh, sues uh, team team Y and they win the case or the agent gets fired and, and sues the player, whatever it is, you always read the headlines, but you never read what happens behind the scenes. So for, for the NBA first, with respect to any dispute that happens in the NBA, the procedure for filing an appeal and invoking the arbitration is set in the NBPA regulations governing player agents. And so what happens is the NBPA will select an outside impartial arbitrator to resolve any dispute between players and agents um, or, or essentially just the enforcement of that standard player agent contract that was signed by multiple parties. With respect to any dispute that arises overseas, the procedure for filing an appeal and invoking arbitration is set, of course, in the respective FIBA regulations governing player agents. Um, so FIBA has recognized the Basketball Arbitral Tribunal otherwise known as BAT, as the independent body to resolve any dispute between players, agents, coaches, clubs. And that part is what I'm going to talk about more today, simply because I'm more experienced in the international markets and I focus more on uh, on, on, on international FIBA-governed clubs and players more so than the NBA, obviously because I don't have an NBA client yet and I haven't gone through that process, um, but obviously... You know, as mentioned, I have more experience with the with the international and the disputes and the, and the FIBA process. Um, so I'm going to dive more into that today. So as I mentioned, the Basketball Arbitral Tribunal, otherwise known as BAT, is an independent body officially recognized by FIBA and outlined by the FIBA general statutes. So as outlined directly online, which you can go check out, um, BAT provides services for the rapid and simple resolution of disputes between players, agents, coaches, and clubs through arbitration. It was established in 2006, has been operating since. As a disclaimer, rapid and simple resolution, in quotes, is is for sure loosely defined, uh, although they've gotten better over the years. Um, so, So if you're a player or agent listening, I mean, I guess a coach or club, anyone that gets into a contract, don't forget in order to um, 
In order to submit a claim to FIBA BAT, you have to have the, the specific clause, like the standard arbitration clause in your contract, just in order for any dispute to be admissible to, to, to BAT. So I won't bore you with the whole thing, but essentially this one, this, this clause is just standard in the in FIBA contracts. And it, it says that any dispute arising from or related to the present contract shall be submitted to basketball arbitral tribunal in Geneva, Switzerland, and shall be resolved in accordance with the BAT arbitration rules, blah, blah, blah. But that, that, that uh, clause verbatim needs to be in the contract signed. Otherwise you won't even be able to submit that claim. So when you go through the BAT process, there's a, there's a single arbitrator that is appointed by the BAT president. There is no hearing or, or, or hearing of witnesses like a regular court case unless you apply specifically for that and the arbitrator deems that that's necessary for this in-depth case for whatever reason. But very often there's, there's none. So the claimant and the defendant state their cases and the facts and their positions and, and, and the evidence. And then the arbitrator just decides, like that's it. The arbitrator decides what the award should be, who wins, who loses based on this claim and this evidence. And, and, and that's it, right? You're not being called to the stand. You're not, you're not bringing in witnesses. Uh, again, unless the arbitrator deems that's necessary, you submit everything and the arbitrator decides. So they say there's supposed to be a decision within six weeks of the end of the proceedings of any case, which seems nice, but sometimes it takes months to even get it through the system. So I think you got to take that with a grain of salt. But I, I, I just kind of want to go over like the actual process of what you need to do. So let's just say there's a dispute. Um, in order to actually start a BAT case, someone needs to send the BAT secretariat a request for arbitration, which has to contain the following items. You have to have the names and the addresses and the telephone and, and numbers of both the claimant and the respondent um, and, and their respective counsel, right? So... Uh, if, if you're, if you're using a lawyer or a law firm, you basically have to have you, let's say it's an agent filing it, you and your counsel, and then the player and their counsel, whatever, whatever counsel they're using. Then you have to have a statement of all the facts and all the legal arguments about which, whatever you're, you're seeking to rely on. Then the claimant's request for relief. So basically the total amount of, of, of money that you're seeking, uh, including interest or late payments. Uh, so so you, you basically just have to put a number on what you're suing for. Then you have to have a copy of the written contracts um, that has that that you have signed with whatever parties involved. Then you have to have all written evidence. Um, and then yeah, if you if you do request a hearing or or the arbitrator to examine a witness or call someone to get more information. You have to um, you have to include that and basically apply for that, which sometimes is not always uh, not always granted. But those that's all the information you need to actually uh, file the case. And then for it to even be 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 read uh, or go through, you have to you have to pay the non reimbursable non reimbursable handling fee, which all this stuff is in Article seventeen point one. Uh, which you can go into. Um, I'm not going to kind of dive fully into that stuff. You can uh, humble uh, humble brag here. You can check it out on my uh, sports agent course in the sports agent community, 
www.sportsagentsecrets.com because I do dive into that stuff. And obviously I talk about it on some of the monthly video calls, but um, there's, there's a, there's a specific amount of handling fee and upfront arbitration costs, depending on what the total sum of the dispute is. So for example, if, uh, if someone is suing another party for less than 50,000 euros, then that handling fee is 1.5 thousand euros. If the sum in dispute is between 50,000 and 200,000 euros, then the handling fee to get the, the case started is 3,000 euros and then it goes up and up and up. So after, after the secretariat receives this, then they fix an amount of advance on costs that both parties need to pay. So the, these these advance on costs are essentially just paying for the the uh, paying for the legal fees and expenses. And and these advance on costs are supposed to be paid in equal shares by both parties. And the maximum contribution of those costs is essentially just in the same section as the previously mentioned handling fees that actually have the numbers laid out there. Now the shitty part here is that. If any party fails to pay a share, the other party must substitute for it. So you essentially have to pay double, right? So if you have to pay a uh, $3,000 uh, advance on costs and the person or club that you're suing does not, they just say, yeah, forget about it. Go ahead, take us to court. We don't care. Then you have to pay their portion of that before the, the, the case gets heard, which is obviously not ideal. Um, so it, it just it, it could put one party in a tough spot. And and again, the arbitrator is not going to proceed with the case unless all of those are paid. So once once those are received and, and once those are paid, the arbitrator then takes time to study the case. And if they need more facts or details or have, has any questions, then they ask for it. Uh, and, and, and ultimately, they give a decision. Right. The decision can can go a few ways here. Usually one of three ways. The, the filing party can either win win outright, win fully. They can their, their, their case can be upheld, but win partially, or they can lose. And so if you win fully, then you get the entire reward uh, of, of what you're seeking. The other party it not only has to pay the award and interest, but they have to pay, they have to reimburse all fees, advance costs, handling fee, plus other expenses, right? So this part I like to touch on because a lot of players don't understand this. I think a lot of agents do and a lot of clubs do. A lot of clubs just don't care sometimes. Uh, maybe some big agencies don't care either, but a lot of players don't understand this. It's 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 very sad, right? And and let's just say, um, you know, you have uh, someone who wants to settle and, and, you know, they have a conversation and say, look, I, I get it. You're going a different direction. Let's settle. Let's talk about this. And, you know, the player can think that they're big time or, you know, they 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 don't care about it or they're getting again as often they're getting just bad information um, or, or, or poor advice. Then they sometimes have to pay double the amount that they would have settled for. It's, it's really sad. These costs can add up. So anyways, I guess you have to learn somehow um, if you win partially. Then you can. Win, win the reward that you're seeking, but everyone can pay for their own advance costs, right? So, so um, you know, if you paid for, if you paid up front for the other party's advance costs and you win, you're either going to get those advance costs back 
uh, or they're going to have to obviously reimburse you because they have to they have to pay for their own. Or that third that third option is you lose, right? And you just obviously that's non-refundable, right? You you might have to just eat that one and then potentially even pay for the defendant's costs if they paid their own advance on costs. Um, so then the 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 arbitrator just requires the the reward to be paid. And if you don't, if either party fails to honor that 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 award, then then there's sanctions, right? And this is where it obviously takes time and comes into play. But then there's sanctions. So let's just say, um, I'll, let's just say a um, a player sues a, a a club, and the player wins, then there could be uh, sanctions on the club, and the club could not be allowed to have any international transfers for a season or two. Uh, if if an agent sues a player and and the agent wins, there could potentially be not only the monetary fine, but uh, you can you can have a player that's not allowed to play anywhere, or they're not allowed to transfer, or they're not allowed to do certain things until that all of that is paid for. Um, if you have a player that sues an agent and the player wins, and depending on the case, the the the, the agent's FIBA license could be could be uh, taken away. So so there's a lot of different sanctions and, and consequences uh, that that are a byproduct of some of these cases. But as always, it's case by case. So as you can tell, disputes are not fun for anyone. Uh, I, I, I hate talking about it. I don't I don't I don't like the fact that there's so many disputes. Obviously, um, there, it's great that it's in place. And the reason that the arbitration process is there is to hold people accountable, accountable for their actions. Because there's there's many disputes every single season. It's 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 very sad. Unfortunately, the, the way that the business is set up, I don't see that changing at least overseas uh, anytime soon. I hope that you know, obviously with with the Euroleague Players Association and with some of the changes coming, it it, it could get better with with more organization and structure. But only time will tell. And and as always, you know, we can just control. What we can control. So on my end, I'm going to continue to learn and 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 adjust as I experience new situations. And I just hope the relationships and communication and transparency is improved moving forward with, with with everything, from clubs to agents to players to coaches. I hope that those relationships are less about selling pipe dreams and materialistic promises and more about honesty and teamwork. I hope that they're less about being rich and 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 more about constant growth and development. Um, I hope values are based less on image and status and based more on integrity and purpose. Uh, I just I hope these things improve and that's just that that's just where I'm at. So hopefully you learned something new here. Uh, if you want to dive further into it, again, um, take a look at my online course and my sports agent community. There's a lot of information up there. I have resources where you can find all this stuff. It's all public information on like the actual contracts and dispute stuff is all public information online, whether it's the, through the MBPA or the Euroleague Players Association or FIBA itself. Um, you just got to know where you're looking. So if I can help you in any way, uh, you know where to find me. Have an amazing day. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sports Business Secrets. If you heard something today that you liked but made you realize you're still curious and you might want to learn more, head on over to www.sportsagentsecrets.com. If you've been listening to my podcast from the beginning, you're probably aware that some of this stuff is not really talked about and there's plenty of information that stays behind the curtain. Well, my goal is to peel back that curtain and dive into the things that are left untalked about. 
I just launched the first of many online courses to come, and the first course is designed to teach the basics of being a sports agent. I base the curriculum on everything that I've learned so far in my career, from how to get your foot in the door, to roles and responsibilities, to types of contracts, and how agents make money, and much more. Really looking forward to sharing with you all the information I wish I had when I was just getting started. So again, head on over to sportsagentsecrets.com to check it out.